incredible that we can actually adjust that quickly. Nothing like that in the whole, whole universe, I think. <laughs> yeah. It's like being born. Wow. It's just like nothing ever. I mean, it's really so profoundly different and all the journeys and all the deep explorations and all the listening that I've done, it was, it's really interesting just noticing different parts of your brain chemistry, like shifting with the light. That's wild. That's amazing, like how effortlessly simple and good and like complete release into stillness and just so deep, deeper than any kind of stillness I've ever felt. And also how it can like call up like the, the riot. Like, it can be a fucking ride in there, man. Like, it, can, it is the full spectrum. Just fullest, fullest spectrum. And there's really... I just find so much to be gained by... having access to that much of... reality. Ironically, in total, not total, but in such deep sensory deprivation that there's actually more in a lot of ways. Like in so much less, there's actually more, more direct knowing, more knowing of what it is to really be here. How, how blessed we are, just how blessed we are, and how challenged we are. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the spectrum, it's like unbelievable levels of grace and gratitude and love for... <sighs> Just be. Just to have this opportunity just to sit here, talk with you. I get so much more than I remember in my typical busy, such a vast, pervasive embrace. So infinite and so close, like so intimate and so infinite. I thought a lot about uh, all the people I love, of course, like just what the heart is so grateful for in this world. And also, like, what keeps me from them. 
invited a, a willingness to um, to like be more conscious about remembering how precious the contact actually is and really attending to what keeps us from each other. Interestingly, for me, the common thread was um, uh, what keeps me from those I love is what keeps me from myself. That in any way where I rush past or away from my own experience, I break the capacity for intimacy with, with others. And so there was this like deep, raw understanding of how to stay with, how to stay with what is here is the way to stay with each other. Like as soon as I lose touch with what I'm actually feeling and experiencing, I lose the ability to actually be with another. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the big take-homes for me uh, these last days was to just really slow down and not leave myself to really stay with myself so that I could stay with everything. And I shared with you last night that that word that came through around it was compatience, the sort of blending of compassion and patience. And it, it really was clear that in a journey where we have no idea, no idea what's coming next, and basically zero control. We like to think we have some, but we basically have zero. That really the the most important way that I found to hold myself in the immensity, in the like intensity of that journey, when I really let go and recognize how not in control I am and how we are just having the ride of our lives, <laughs> that the one thing that really makes sense for how to hold myself is with such compassionate patience. So I don't know what it's going to draw up and out of me one moment to the next. I might think I have this whole thing figured out and then be on my face the next second. And that take the journey well, to really take it well, requires such an intimacy 
with that unknowing, with that mystery, and how it actually is me. The, the experience of mystery really is what I am. This loving experience of mystery that is completely beyond any comprehension. <laughs> Compassion and patience. Because there's going to be so many unbelievable confusing twists and turns and Beautiful gifts. Like remarkable, remarkable gifts. To be patient enough to actually feel them as they arise. To really feel how each turning, each moment of the journey is an essential making of what is coming into being. And I, I just love it all. I don't want to miss a thing. So I want to slow down so I don't miss a thing because I just love it. And that was really one of the deep, deep common threads was how much I love life. How miraculous it is to be here. <sighs> Even for a breath. It is really, really, for me, helpful in these kinds of moments where you're just in a place that you've never been. You know, there's no familiar orientation. There's no field marks for how to do it. Yeah. It's kind of just like, well, what are you going to do with this? You know, complete unknown. And in some ways, you know, that's what really kind of the most profound opportunity for me in, in a situation like that is... looking at what I use to try to structure yeah. all of this. Mm -hmm. And understanding that, and that's that like, compatience is that like, I've developed ways of doing this. And, and that is what I have. That's where I am on the journey. And can I still hold all of those lightly enough to like really meet what's here without assuming it is any structure that I've gotten used to before to actually meet it originally. And there's something about being in, in the womb that is actually this this really remarkable kind of alchemical combination of both incredibly helpless and also totally held. And it just, yeah, it like gets right into the marrow of this helplessness stuff. 
it gets right into it and there's this like oh my god I can relax so much that I can feel how much I really don't want to relax <laughs> or whatever it might be <laughs> but yeah that's a good one that's that's a really good one the steadiness of that space of just kind of like don't what are you unwilling to feel again and again and again and again and again like just so steady so steady and it's so obvious like there's there's no other humans there's no inner chemistry being altered that's activating certain pathways there's no there's so little external stimuli that you just know like this is an inside job what's happening what whatever is happening is almost entirely an inside job <laughs> so <laughs> like you just get that like even in a place where you can't see your hand in front of your head there's such a mirror such a profound mirror who have you made yourself to be and why yeah exactly and what exactly because it's what are you unwilling to feel underneath that you've constructed who you are out of who you are as a personality, as a, as a concept. But rather, what are you experiencing? Like what ongoingly, uncontrollably, are you willing to meet and be present with and feel? This is your being. Are you willing to give up who you thought you were for who you actually experience yourself as. And that is a pretty massive ask. It's a massive, massive ask for the human, the average human psyche. It was really remarkable to feel what happened when, for the first time ever, I actually like went into the thing that it was like, no, 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 no. Like actually in it, sensing, feeling like I'm going to die, I'm going to be annihilated. And then just things change. And like, wow, I built a wall around that. That essential willingness to feel. I think it was day two, I had a really intense stretch with like, oh my god, I could feel it. Like, I could feel that death knell, that quality of like, at the end. As you enter the infinite collapsation of being. How will you meet it? How will you meet it? And I was like, really, really feeling it, really feeling the meeting of death. Mm -hmm. And that is a huge part of what makes all of this so miraculous. Mm -hmm.
so beautiful. So want I don't want to miss a moment. Right. Yeah. Just into the great mystery. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's yeah. like death. And then seemingly is no more mysterious than life. Right. That's the, that was exactly it. it. That was exactly it. It was like, but I'm living, and this just feels like death. This feels like the same thing. Like it's really, I just I'm meeting the unknown again in a slightly different way. And I actually remembered. Hmm. Uh, I just love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 life becomes just as mysterious as death. It is. It is. It really is. Like when we actually let ourselves feel the acknowledgement that I have no idea what's going to happen next. Right. And I'm not, and I can't control it. No. Because that's, I think that's, just thinking about it now, like that's one of the things that in most people's minds makes death scary. Totally. It's because you can't control it. Right. Isn't that how somehow different from life? And that's different than right. life. Because you can control life. Right. But you can't control death. Right. But from a certain space, you can't control life at all. There is a perspective and yeah. a space where you can't control life at all. Yeah. And then that's perhaps where that that fear of death fades because it's it's just there's no difference. Yeah. It's just an uncontrollable mystery, just the totally. same. Mm. Totally. I love that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it's interesting the way that control can show up in so many different ways. It can actually show up as profound longing. Mm -hmm. I had experiences in there where I felt like I was going to die if I didn't have what I longed for. That there was, there, like, once I let myself start to feel what I didn't want to feel, and to actually feel how profound the longing was in this particular situation, the attachment to that longing, that, like, somehow life could not go on without fill in the blank, that's control. That's trying to hold something in this chokehold. Like, no, it, life has to be like this mm -hmm. or it can't go on. Mm -hmm. Or it could be trying to not feel things that are really uncomfortable parts of us that are like I discovered in there that like there's this part of me that is just really kind of a horrible person like there, there's this part that's just like is so mean because he's so hurt and like he will lash out in a millimoment and say and conjure up and with like a hellacious obsession, like keep bringing up 
things that are actually profoundly hurtful, like against all my, all my like mental equanimity. Like I would just, that this part of me would just keep hurling these flaming balls of poison at me. And it's like, wow, I am trying so hard to not have the experience of being in contact with that part of me. And so control can also just show up as like pure fear. Pure fear, like I do not want to be that person and I'm gonna do whatever it takes to not have an experience of identifying in any way with that energy. So it's like when you just the entire craving and aversion spectrum, but it's, it's just infinite. The number of ways that the mind has come up with ways of trying to control. It's amazing. I mean, it's really kind of amazing. Day one in there, I was like, oh, <laughs> the darkness giveth and the darkness taketh away. Like it was, and I just realized like this for me right now is all about remembering that everything that I feel and that comes into being as experience also goes back to nothing. <laughs>